one of the things I try to teach agents to live by is if you don't hit your goal between Monday through Friday, you should be working Saturday mm. because Saturday is your makeup day. This is Stay Paid, the marketing podcast that gives listeners a competitive edge to stay motivated, find inspiration, and discover proven real-world tactics from some of the best marketers across the nation. This podcast is brought to you by Reminder Media, the company that keeps the lights on in our studio, including our Take Action sign behind us. Luke and I have worked together over the last 20 years to help small business owners stay top of mind with a mission to help them generate more repeat and referral business. We help business owners with everything from lead generation, print marketing, social media content, geographic farming, and more. We've had the opportunity to help over 100,000 entrepreneurs over the last 20 years. It's really been amazing. If you'd like to see how we can help you and your business, be sure to check out ReminderMedia.com slash StayPaidMarketing. That's ReminderMedia.com slash StayPaidMarketing. Take action on that today. Welcome to another episode of Stay Paid. I'm Joshua Stike along with Luke Acri, and our guest today is Ali Sala. Ali is a business and financial consultant, sales expert, speaker, podcaster, and founder of the Invested American Insurance Brokerage. Through his coaching and speaking, Ali is helping people find freedom through success in several areas of self-mastery, including mindset, health, time, freedom, and financial freedom. Ali, welcome to Stay Paid. Thank you so much for being here. I am grateful. Thank Josh. Thanks for that introduction. You're by welcome. the way, you make me feel all special and <laughs> <Yeah>, You are. <laughs> <laughs> Ali is special, guys. You're in for a real treat. I got to be on a conference tour and listen to this man speak. Yes. Um, and he just is not only a natural motivator, but he's an incredible person, an incredible entrepreneur. I want to dive right into your story, right? Because you've been very okay. successful in the insurance route. Uh, built yes, a, a big business. We're partners yes. in this agency. Yeah. You know, it's valued yeah. at like eight to 10 million and then it all yep. comes That's crashing down. Yeah, right. Yeah, and yeah. I just want to focus there in on your story of like, cause I know there's people in the audience right now that are listening to this, that things are crumbling around them, or maybe let's not be that dramatic. Maybe they just got into the business or just moved to a new zone. And like, yeah. I want to just pick your brain right off the bat. Like, how do you come back from having a company worth eight to 10 million, walking away with basically yeah. nothing and yes. have to start again? Yeah. Uh, you know what? I got to tell you, Luke, first of all, uh, thanks for the kind words. You know, I don't want to drag this out, but thanks for the kind words. I mean, it was incredible to spend time with you. I learned so much from you and I, I felt like I was as complimentary as I can be to someone. It was a joy to be with you just to watch how you engage with people and do that. I mean, when you talk about communication, you're totally the stud on communication, man. So thank you, brother. I just want to share that with your viewers too, for what it's worth. Uh, I will tell you first and foremost, uh, I loved what we did. I was with an organization that organization is still going. They're still on their path and that's great. And I decided to, okay, things weren't going in the direction I thought they were going to go. It's time to just, you know, change shifts, got to find something else. And to leave and to start over, you know, I never viewed it that way. Don't get me wrong. I was stressed, guys. I was nervous. There's a lot of insecurities, a lot of new uneasiness, a lot of new unfamiliar, uncomfortable, scary spots, you know. But praise God, I have God in my life. I have an incredible wife who, you know, I call her my wife because I'm married to her, but she's my wife. She's my, she's my everything. She is my spiritual connection. You know, me and her and our relationship with God is like the most important thing to us. That's amazing. You know? She's my business partner. She's my friend, you know? So Shelly and I, you know, we were talking, I said, here's my son. He's already been working the business and he's learning the business. So, you know, and then I said, you know, what's going to happen if we do this, we've built relationships. We, we, we can launch something. 
And, you know, total faith, man, and absolute, got to have absolute confidence. And there were days I didn't. So when I say absolute confidence, I don't say that as a guy that's arrived. Absolute confidence is a work in progress. Like I'm confident right now. Doesn't mean I'm going to be confident in two hours. So I'm going to have to work that muscle again. You know, it's kind of like when we were talking with the speakers, when we were doing the tour, you know, everything, when you first get up there, it's a little uneasy, mm-hmm. but then once you're up there for a little bit and you're one that can speak, it's a lot. Easier. Well, you got to get to a state where the moment you get up there, you're just as fresh as before, but that process takes time. And I think building this business, we're a year old now. We turned a year old in July you know, the invested American and it's growing and we're doing different things and we're uh, just exciting, man. We're just growing across the country, different agents across the country and uh, just meeting incredible guys like y'all and getting involved with some of the programs you've done to help us in building and growing our business. That's amazing. So mindset, man, mindset. Your son also is a stud. I'm just, I got to get your son on this show because I've been watching him on, on Facebook and Instagram and stuff like that. I think he's doing 75 hard right now. Um, But he, he is freaking crushing it in the insurance business right now. Uh, okay. I want to ask you, right. You're, you're starting over like, and the reason why I, I make it clear starting over, right. You had all these policies or however you refer to them in the insurance, these oh, renewals that are happening for you. You got oh, none of those that came with you. So you're oh, zero. starting no, no, from absolutely. zero. How did you think about activity and what you should yeah. do? Like where did you focus? Did you go buy leads? Did you go to your relationships? That's did great. you focus on your brand? Like what, what That's was great. your thought process there? Okay. I will tell you, First, I freaked out, right? Just not sure what I'm going to do. However, when when we sat down and we bared some things down, I'm telling you, it, it literally happened in this order, man. It's like, okay, what do I got to do? We got to have a name. My wife was all over it already. We already had concepts and all that kind of stuff. So that's great. We got to get that created. I had somebody I knew they could help me create this stuff and not make it a big deal. We can do that, okay? But what, what I know is that I can talk to people and I can talk with them about better protecting their needs in whatever those areas might be. And hopefully by doing so, I'll also make some money in the process. Sometimes you do, sometimes you don't, but I got to get in front of people and the people that I'm working with that I knew were coming over with me, they needed to get in front of people. So immediately it was like, okay, so what do you guys want to do? I've got this group, this group, we're either going to do Medicare. We're going to focus on Medicare and final expense. We're going to focus on mortgage protection. We're going to get into retirement. What are we going to do? I'm talking to these different agents that do obviously different skill. And each person had their own path they wanted. And I was like, that's what the invested American is going to be. So what I did to generate revenue, man, those that wanted to be psycho driven about phone sales. Again, I didn't have a bunch of people. I'm talking about, you know, there's eight or nine people that I'm working with right now. I got some that want to live on the phones. I got some that want to run appointments, you know, door to, you know, meeting people. Yep. And then there's those that want to do retirement stuff. So literally I took, okay, those are your strengths. Here's what we're going to do. That's what you want to do. Here's what we're going to connect you with. And I start connecting different team members of ours at the Invested American to make sure they're focused on what they do best. Right. And even like Jeff went down with uh, Adam and another agent I got, uh, Adam and his wife, Allison went down to uh, New Orleans. We had some training done with some mortgage protection stuff. Boom. We just immersed them in that. Once they got some confidence in those areas, man, I'm just telling you, it just took off. You know, so I had agents out in the field selling. And then what did I do? Look, I grew up 
grew up going to people's houses, booking five appointments, getting in front of at least three and at least making a sale. I grew up doing that. So that's exactly what I did as I've continued to expand my retirement side of the business. So I'm doing a lot of now business coaching. I do business uh, retirement seminars. That's obviously where I'm really growing the Invested American and the things that I'm doing on the sales side. But I'm developing and training agents every day to sell final expense, to sell this, that or the other, whatever area they want to be in. Did I kind of answer the question? Yeah, so so that makes- I, I jumped into all of it, man. I jumped into getting leads, getting whatever access I had to get to get in front of bodies. I knew that's where the game was. It was the activity on seeing people. And you basically, so you went and you recruited, if I'm hearing it right, you recruited nine agents that you had relationship with anyways to come join you. You know what? God hooked me up. I want you to know that I recruited nobody. If I recruited anybody, I recruited my son when we first started. Gotcha. Okay. And he I had no choice because he's your son. I mean, he had no he's choice. My son, so, right? No. I rec- look, all, all, I had, I had agents that I had relationships with both while we were working there together and while they were already gone. But did they ask just you people, to come to your uh, company or did you just share with them what they were, you were doing? And then they I was asked. sharing with them. I'll just say, hey, guys, this is this. this. So whatever's being said, here's the deal. I just walked through the process with them. Yeah. And, you know, I had agents say, well, if you're gone, I'm gone. Why am I going to stay here? Why said, would they well, want to do that, though? What, what, so it, what, what do you think attracted them to your agency? What is it that you had brought? What do you think you bring to the table from that standpoint? You know, I want, I am such a believer in people. Mm. I think that people know that I really, the truth is, it's what John Maxwell says. Nobody cares how much you know until they know how much you care. That's a fact. I think you've said that in your in, in one of your videos a few weeks back. I was like, oh my God, that's great. He said it. It's a fact. Nobody cares how much you know until they know how much you care. And I want you to know that my wife and I, Shelly, for the last, we've been in the insurance business since 2009. When, when you work with us, you're in our life. Maybe sometimes, you know, to a detriment, right? Like, man, now you're just getting too involved with this. Well, if, if I care about you, then I care about I'm, I'm all in on the relationship, mm. you know? And I think people know that when they work with me, that my intentions are to help you be the best version of you. Mm. you know, sets you up to be successful. You know, I try to be the motivator. You know, I'm the guy, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm sending you a message first thing in the morning, make sure that you're fired up and ready to go. You know, I try to always be that guy, you know, and when me, you know, when I was working with other guys, that was also my role. Cause that's also the strength that I bring, you know, every one of us as partners had strengths, weaknesses, right? That's just natural, you know, but one of my jobs is to be the cheerleader, and I was a cheerleader because I'm not just a cheerleader. Like I've played the game. Like I play the game. Like I'm inside the sales room with you. You know, I'm not afraid to do that. Yeah, you're a player. When I coach. train people, I do that today. I'm in there with them. You mm-hmm. know, they'll see Ollie do great. And then they'll see Ollie fumble on the 30 yard line. You know what I'm saying? It's all that happens when you're out in the field. Insurance agents. We know you're all about managing risk, but let's face it. Buying new leads is a risky move because most of them don't convert. What if there was a way to decrease your risk and get more bang for your buck? Tap into the referral generating power of consistent, high quality touch points by sending your clients a personally branded magazine. We'll send it to your clients every two months, keeping you top of mind and boosting referrals. According to a survey, 84% of recipients said they're likely to refer the agent who sent them a magazine. So let's help you increase your referral rate and become unforgettable in your clients' eyes. To see a sample for yourself, visit ReminderMedia.com slash insurance. That's ReminderMedia.com slash insurance. 
take action on this today. How do you drive accountability um, with like people? Like I think one of the hardest things about motivation, or at least is what I've seen in my journey is, you know, I'm a great motivator and influencer, but that means the, the Achilles heel of that is if you say any bit of anything negative to somebody because they get such a high off of you, the negative feedback, right, goes that much stronger the other direction yeah. because yeah. they just lean on you for so much positivity. So so what have you yeah. seen in your career? Uh, I will tell you, it's fascinating that you said it that way because I remember uh, from one of my mentors, he said, you know, Ali, one of your greatest strengths, that's also your weakness, which I'm sure people have heard that in every you know success book, you know, your greatest strength could be your greatest weaknesses. You know, you're really attractive in the beginning. And then you could be really ugly later. Mm -hmm. and, and I'm like, huh, well, what do you mean? Because see, accountability, and you know, I appreciate the, the intro. That means you guys also visited alisala.com. That's my coaching site, you know, and it has all that stuff on there. So that's great. You know, but the, the point I was going to make was, is that accountability sounds cool in the beginning. Oh man, yeah. You know, I'll meet you at the gym every morning at six o'clock. Yeah, man, we're going to run 15 appointments. We're not going to quit. We're going to sacrifice everything on Saturdays. Everything sounds good in the beginning when you say it in your gung-ho. But man, that third week in the gym, it changes the game, doesn't it? You know, are you still showing up? Are you still as diligent as you were in the first two weeks? Because that's what it takes. It's like nothing about this is easy. You know, but in the beginning, it's, it's, it's exciting, but I'll give a simple example, mentoring a guy, this is seven, eight years ago. And, uh, he didn't hit his goal. One of the things I try to teach agents to live by is if you don't hit your goal between Monday through Friday, you should be working Saturday mm. because Saturday's your makeup day. Now I know, oh, you plays Texas. Again, I don't care because I'm a Michigan guy and it's when Michigan plays Ohio State that's all that matters, okay? But I get it, we're in Oklahoma and it's a big deal when Oklahoma plays Texas. But if you didn't hit your goal, who cares? Mm. Like who's playing in the Red River? You need to focus on doing, no, man, no, I'm not. I said, well, I just want you to know. I believe that, that someone going to watch the Red River shootout on, on, on some big box screen TV Okay. Versus hitting their goal with the obligations and responsibilities and the prayers they always ask for. If you don't go do your job, how do you expect your job to do it? To do what? What's it going? It doesn't do anything, you know? And again, accountability sounds cool in the beginning. It's when you dive into and you start working with people that it kind of makes them sour. So I think, I don't know if that answers your deal though, but mm -hmm. I do, I think I could be attractive and it's attracting in the beginning, but then it could be like, oh, I can't stand Tony Robbins. He thinks he knows everything. Yeah, <laughs> Tony Robbins thinks he knows everything if you don't like to follow Tony Robbins, I know. <laughs> Cause I'm, and I'm a big Tony Robbins guy, you know? So what got you down this path of coaching and speaking? Is that something that's just a natural extension of, of yeah. training uh, or how long have you been doing that? You know, uh, I guess I have to tell you that uh, my mom and I and my dad did not have the greatest of relationships growing up. My dad mm. was real abusive. I'll give the cliff note version. Mm. Uh, but I want you to know that God throughout my life, got me real realizing it at the time, always had cheerleaders around me in the moments. Like if there was ever a bad time in our family or there's an ugly moment, dad and mom, ugly conflict or me in conflict with my dad and I, or because it, it could be physical, verbal, the whole, the whole deal, right? Uh, there was always though my aunts, 
or my uncles that always would show up. They'd hear something, you know, my mom calls something, my husband's freaking out again or whatever the case might be, you know, or it got to the age where we were calling people, letting them know my mom and dad are going at it again or whatever the case was. I always had aunts and uncles that came by and they were just always cheerleaders, man, hmm. you know, building us up. You know, you guys can't do this from the kids. You're trying to, you know, create a good environment for us, but they always built us up. And as I grew up, Josh, you know, you asked that question. And as I grew up, it just continued to happen so much so that I remember sitting with uncles of mine, right? I'm 18, 19 years old. And they say things like, Ollie, look, you're sharp enough now. You're, you know, you're 18 years old. You're going to college. You can see the good and the bad in, in, in everybody. You know, you just have to make the right choices more than you make the bad choices. You know, they didn't want to undermine my dad, you know, but they also were always giving me that. Mm. So I always feel like I've always been getting coached so much. So God rest my dad's soul. I love my father. I believe he's in a better place. Three years ago, I go to his funeral. And when we go to the funeral, one of my uncles, you know, who was always giving me counsel says, Hey, I need you to help me out over here. And, you know, they were kind of, it's a long story, but anyway, he gets out of me. Like I was still, you know, 10 years old. I loved every bit of it, you know? So maybe that's the way that I always embraced coaching. And I feel like that kind of helped me, man. And then I got involved in multi-level marketing. I worked with a guy who was a stud. His name was Lyndon Wood. The guy was a stud in network marketing, made half million dollars a month with Excel oh in the gosh. early nineties. Okay. This guy was a monster. And I got to work with him with his company that he started. My wife and I both had the opportunity. We were just in the multi-level deal and we worked our way up. We had people in our downline. We did those, but we got coaching from this guy and he was masterful. Mm. You know, I just, you know, lo loved it and learned a lot from him. And then from that, you know, moved on, uh, that company kind of did their own thing. I was in multi-level marketing. Then we got into franchising anyway. So left there and, uh, man, found insurance and, you know, been grateful for it. And, and insurance, that's all I do is I either I'm selling or I'm recruiting and developing somebody. Mm -hmm. I'm recruiting and developing someone or I'm selling someone. And all of it involves relationships. All of it really revolves coaching. When I meet with the, when I meet with the client, am I not coaching the client? Here's what I advise you to mm -hmm. do. I think every role in that way, well, every role in that way, I think is coaching. Maybe that was too much. Was that was that too much of a tangent? No, no, no man. It's, no, it's awesome. I, I'm curious, this guy that was selling half a million dollars yeah. a month, what, yeah. what are some of your like one or two key takeaways that he taught you in that time? Man. God, that's a great question. You know, he was my introduction to Tony Robbins. He was my introduction to truly understanding self-help mm. and striving to always be better. Uh, he got, I think that he was probably the first man that got me to really think big, like opportunities, like, you know, you could really have things like those people have, mm. you know, I think he was great for those things, you know, isn't that crazy, man? It's like, you don't realize, like, I'm just so grateful that you know, my eyes were open to the opportunity that's out there by people that influence my yeah. life. And you realize there's so many people that just haven't been told that they can achieve so much yeah. more. They can achieve their dream. They can achieve yeah. having the life that the people want. They can fly yeah. in first class if they want to, if that's what they sure. want. They can, you know, give what they want to give. You know, everything's available to them. But so many people have no one in their life that has unlocked that door for them. Yeah. That has opened up that potential for them. And so they live in this subconscious driven life where literally 90% yeah. of their day is just routines, doing the same thing over and over again. 
and not even realizing it. It's almost like the matrix. Yeah. 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 It's crazy. You know, know, it's crazy when we're talking, I know uh, when I talk with people, I talk with people about, you know, when you talk about health and what you're bringing up here, you know, mental health, you know, and you know, what's interesting, you know, we hear, we always hear these stats, right? You know, what percentage of people are millionaires? What percentage of people do this? Or, you know, I'd like to know what percentage of people, you know, became millionaires or built a successful, whatever that definition wants to be and did it. And it involved at some level, some level of therapy for them, you know, therapy, because I think therapy is critical. Like, I feel like that's the safe place, you know, for people. Everyone's always afraid of being judged. Everyone's always afraid of what someone's going to think. Oh my God, I tripped. Did anybody see me? You know, whatever it is, that's how people are, you know, but man, if you could get, you know, with with a therapist that you like, that you feel comfortable with, man, and you can talk and, and share all your demons, that's great. Because those demons are bad and they need to go away, mm. you know, and he needs someone to help you with that. So, you know, I think that he taught me that just self-help in every arena of what you do, you know, so I just got, I got super psycho just about reading and, you know, he's the one that introduced me to Tony Robbins. He's the one that introduced me to Robert Kiyosaki. He's the one that introduced me to John Maxwell, right? Once you get in the book grind and you, you know, you get all these staples of guys, right? You know, we read the million, the millionaire next door book together. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, uh, but man, there, I, I just, I, I got to say, I think it all comes back to mental focus. It, it's, there's so much truth there. I, I get the privilege to be around a really, a lot of successful people and a lot of them go to therapy, like majority, I would say. Yeah. And so there is something there, um, where there's something about the normal person they don't ever stop to meditate and reflect. And there's been yep. a lot of study on this of like, you know, 70,000 thoughts a day, but most of what you do is just program. So you drive from home to work. You don't even remember driving right. it because it's just literally programmed in your subconscious. Right. You get out of the bed the same way. You eat, you, you drink your coffee the same way. You do the same That's routine right. all day long. And the only way, I shouldn't say the only way, but they say one of the main ways to, break that is you first got to recognize what's happening in your subconscious. The only way to recognize what's happening in your subconscious is to actually sit and meditate and actually think about why you do what you do. And I think therapy causes you to reflect and to think about the things that you do. And a lot of people who talk about therapy, it's like a lot of it goes back to your, your formational years, like your childhood of what happened to you at certain times, done by certain people, good, bad, or ugly. That's right. And it shaped your perspective of yourself to where yeah. that carries through your whole life. And no, you if oh. you want to change yourself, you got to go deal with your childhood, as, as crazy yeah. as that sounds. You got to go deal with what happened Man. to you to be able to make You're the change. Luke. Yeah. So, look, the biggest challenge I had when I did therapy for the first time, I did therapy the first time I was like 18 years old. Okay. My mom and dad are still married and I'm just like, okay, I'm just, you know, uh, uh, I, I can go through school. They got a program. I'm just, you know what? I just, I probably need some, you know, I, I've never had it. Okay. But this is just me being an 18 year old kid. Well, I go to the therapy session. I cry in the therapy session, you know? Okay. And I, I come home. Well, my dad says, so did you do that therapy thing? And I was like, yeah. He goes, how did he go? So I said, well, Dane, I started crying in it. And he goes, yeah, I don't know why you went in the first place. <laughs> it's so stupid that you went. <laughs> You know, uh, only gay people go mm. to therapy, right? I'm just telling you, I mean, this, this is the conversation that mm-hmm. my dad's having with me. And I'm like, okay, all right, dad. So then I just, just stopped going. Well, it's up to you. I don't give you, mm. you know, okay. 
Okay. Well, so I stopped going. So, because if, again, I, you know, isn't it crazy though? You want that approval, that approval is critical to you. Even if you think it's diabolical, you still want that approval, man. Mm -hmm. You know? So my dad says, you know, what type of people go to therapy? So that's obviously, those are weak people. I don't want to be weak because that's what my dad's telling me. So mm -hmm. then I stopped going. Years down the road, Shelly and I are married. You know, we've got our own stuff. You know, we're trying to figure things out. You know, we're getting married, having kids, moving, trying to build this MLM business, you know. And uh, we get introduced to a guy who's, you know, a doctor and he does this kind of stuff. He kind of starts doing some marriage counseling for us. But the biggest problem I had in the beginning was just that, you know, we had to get the baggage off of it's actually okay to do therapy because I've been trained and conditioned now that that's not cool. That's yep. not what you do. You know, but praise God, I'll tell you, I got over that pretty quick. I think I got over that pretty quick because there's been moments in our lives where Shelly was pretty tapped out with Ollie and that was one of them. And then Ollie makes some changes. <laughs> you know, so Sometimes it's the fear of what does Tony Robbins say? People either do things, you know, uh, in the regards to to be inspired to do something or fear of loss. Yeah, correct. You know? mm. So what what motivates you? Are you are you a hope of gain guy or fear of loss guy? Mm. Well, sometimes it's Shelly. She put that fear of loss in there <laughs> and it works. <laughs> That's awesome. Ali, real quick, last question for you. I know we started off this uh, conversation kind of talking about your past struggles and how you overcame that. What would you say to someone who's struggling right now? Uh, struggling, I want to ask you a follow-up question. Struggling professionally in their business or personally? Or were you re re referencing both? Uh, either. I mean, probably more focused towards the business, but a lot of our business struggles might be rooted in personal struggles. Sure, pers okay. Yeah, what yeah. advice would you give? I guess I, I would say the same thing I do. You know, I, I have my own struggles. I have four beautiful children. God has hooked me up. They're all incredible. My three daughters are in college. My son's a stud working with us. I, thank you for the kind words earlier. My wife is amazing. I met her in eighth grade. Mm. Like, I ain't got much to complain about, right? I mean, I need to just shut up, be grateful and move on. Okay. But I'll tell you, I have my own stinking thinking. I have my own things. And you know what? E you know, what sucks is even when someone's doing really well, sometimes they sabotage that emotional joy. Oh yeah. And then they still feel like they're still struggling. You know, there's a difference between being motivated and really being stressed, mm. you know? And I would just say to Anybody that's in the middle of the process of building their business, remember, you've got to water it over and over and over again. You're going to have to put sunlight on it over and over and over again. Then you're going to have to pray over it over and over and over again. And when you do that enough times using repetition as a mother of all skill, it will grow. Your business will grow, but you've got to invest in you over and over and over. The most critical person in that business to grow is you, you being the leader, you being the one to make that big difference. Awesome. I would say, man, that's the program. Man. Love it. Good stuff. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Before we close out, let people know how they can connect with you. Please. And thank you again. Uh, Ali Sala, you can reach me on my cell at 918 513-2797. Please call me or text me direct. I promise to get back with you. You can also check us out at theinvestedamerican.com and also look up for me for any of the business coaching and get a free copy of my ebook at alisala.com. A-L-L-I-E-S-A-L-E-H.com. 
Thank you both gentlemen awesome. for allowing me on the show. Uh, I've been pumped about it and real eager. Josh, thank you so much. Your energy is always great. And look, I'm just more grateful. More time we spend time together. Man, more, I love you more. I want to just spend more time with you. So thank you guys Thanks, so Robert. much. We yeah, appreciate thank it. You, thank you brother. all so much for listening. You can dive deeper to this episode, get those links and that number that Ali mentioned over at staypaidpodcast.com with the show notes. And if you enjoy this show and you want to support it, you can uh, head on over to Apple Podcast, drop us a five-star review along with a comment. We'll read it here on a future show. And the best way to show your support is to simply share the podcast with someone that you know. If you want to get hold of me or Luke, you can email us at podcast at remindermedia.com. And of course, you can follow us on social. We are at Stay Paid Podcast. For this episode of Stay Paid, I'm Joshua Stike. Guys, I'm Luke Acre. Ali, thank you so much, man. It has been a pleasure. Can't wait to see you out on the road again. And so yes, we can sir. spend some more time together. Here's my action item for everybody listening to this. I mean, you just heard an incredible story of literally rising up and getting beaten down. And I, I didn't even know the story about your abusive father and stuff like that. And that challenge, we'll have to have you back just to dive into that. But if you see the common thread throughout this is that there's this investment in himself, that the yeah. turning points in his life were when he realized, man, I can be more than I think I can be. And I have to water the grass where I'm at. The grass isn't greener on the other side of the fence. It's greener where you water it. And my, yeah. my challenge to each of you is I would say, action item, go get a therapist, meaning <laughs> go get somebody in your life. Maybe yeah. they, they don't have to be a, an exact therapist, could be a pastor, right. could be a friend, could be someone that you trust at work, like a mentor, but get somebody that you can open up to, that you can be vulnerable with, that you can share what is going on, what's happening in your life, what's your goals are, what your challenges are, and you can set some actual goals to figure out how to overcome that adversity. Remember, the difference between top producers and mediocre producers in every business is top producers take action. So take action on that today. <laughs> <laughs>